Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Glorio Chat, the best anime podcast on the internet. I think we're going on something like day 16 of quarantine here at Glorio headquarters. And Only. I, I, feels I like think it's been 61 days. I, I, I was going to say, I think I'm still sane enough to host a podcast, but I guess we'll see. I don't know it's about been next 84 episode. 84 years. <laughs> One day, soon we can make 91 days jokes. Uh, well, anyway, keep, keep keep track of the calendar. I guess I uh, I hope I hope we are not making jokes about ninety one days. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's let's hope not. I have to get food again at some point. But anyway, um, hope everyone is uh, doing well and safe out there. And uh, we're we're still here for our, our anime podcast. So that's my line. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I, you gotta come that, up with a new. It's one not exactly now. your line, Iro, but we'll <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. Um. But yeah, so uh, for this week's episode, it is the end of the winter 2020 season, and we're going to give our final thoughts on uh, what was a pretty solid season, I think, overall. I, I would agree. I would agree. I think. Yeah. A couple of, couple of good shows. I think but, people um, will be talking about the Sundays of winter anime 2020 for, <laughs> they were stacked. for, for years to come. <laughs> yeah, so... So, uh, just with us on the show today, I'm Jell, and you've probably heard everybody by now, but we've got Iro. Yep, I'm still here. Still I'm not here. dead yet. Not dead yet, thankfully. And, uh, G? I think Animal Crossing is trying to teach me a lesson. I, uh... What, what's that? Y- you see, it's... I'm doing great. I'm rich as shit. I'm already a millionaire. Like... I made some smart bets on the turnip market last week, and I came out on top. The stalk market? Yes, yes, the stalk market. S-T-A-L-K market. Yes, right. yes, the Sow Jones uh, stalk market. <laughs> God, that's right. Yes, and... But the problem is, and the lesson I'm learning is, I kind of hate most of my neighbors. I... I don't like... I, I got some... I got some crappy villagers in my town, and usually I don't care that much, but I got a couple that really rub me the wrong way. And and so I guess this time with AC, it has been a weird roundabout lesson about how money can't necessarily buy happiness, or that a community is as much a town as the is as much a, a, a community is as much the town as the infrastructure you've you, you've built for it. So. That's uh going a lot deeper than your average. Uh, does, your, does your town have a, does, your, does your town have shelter in place laws going on? Uh no no but uh I, I but did think no, it was funny no they handed was out the uh, uh, face masks the other yeah days, so. <laughs> they, they added the face mask uh, thing yes. on one of those days that everybody was running around with those so still got mine but uh, no no escaping the lesson I've learned is that uh I've decided to go even harder. On getting rich or dying trying. I'm going full uncut gems on this shit. I put basically my entire fortune into turnips this weekend. And so by next week, I will either be richer than God, or I have, I will have quit playing Animal Crossing entirely. This is how I win. I got I got nice neighbors. I got uh, the punk rock goth dog and uh, kangaroo mom. 
I got a hippo with strangely human eyes, and it's very <laughs> off-putting. Oh, the, you know, the the one weirdo I don't like is uh, the uh, takoyaki head octopus guy. Oh, you got the takoyaki octopus guy? Yeah. He's, he kind of weirds me out. He's weird, but he's all right. He's... Yeah. I, don't, I would take him over my hippo with... Again, uncannily <laughs> human eyes. It's very unnerving. I Yeah, I could see that being weird in that I, game. I don't feel comfortable. I specifically put his house on the other side of the island, far away from the rest of the community, because <laughs> I don't want to look at him. It 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 I I <sighs> I'm concerned. And I know I shouldn't profile my, my villagers like this, but it's it Well hippos shouldn't have eyes like that it's not <laughs> Let, let's uh well first let's well let's move I'm sorry, away from we haven't our... even we haven't even introduced everybody yet i just yes. had to go off on that tangent but Let, let, let's move away from our one small comfort in these dark times and uh <laughs> we'll uh, <laughs> we'll move on to anime but but yes uh, we also have artemis with us i mean i can't how can i talk whatever <laughs> whatever just I don't happened know, i don't know what you guys are talking about just incidentally but it's convinced me never to play it, so congratulations, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah. Um, no, we're playing Animal Crossing, which is the like the Nintendo yeah. town building game. I mean, I, I know of it, but yes. I, I now know also that now, it will never happen. <laughs> We've 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 managed to bring out the worst in a completely harmless innocent game. But, yeah, I could have uh... I could have like given you I could have given you the good sell about how it's about building a community and living life at your own pace and building the town of your dreams. But no, I went straight into the like hard edged like day trading insider trading bullshit that this video game brings out in me. Yeah. So yeah, I. I I, I'm I'm still broke on my game, so you know. Maybe All I'm play saying it, is that when I look for escapism, I don't I don't go to capitalism. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. See, I'm not. It's not that I'm a capitalist. It's that I'm. I believe in infrastructure, but infrastructure costs money, and uh -huh, uh -huh. the closest thing we have to government in, in Animal Crossing is 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 a landlord baron, and he sure as hell isn't paying for the bridges. I have to pay for the bridges. <laughs> So, oh, that is yeah. How's yeah. the how's the healthcare? Uh, non-existent. No, you got to buy your own medicine when get you get stung, stung by the wasps. Yeah, yeah so you have to either you make buy. your own medicine or buy it from from to the, the mortar shop. pestle. Yeah, uh, you have to. You know, they, they do not distribute face masks. They will. They, they will. They have an unlimited supply of face masks that they are happy to sell to you for a premium. So <laughs> that is the kind of world Animal Crossing is. <sighs> it really isn't the escape we all thought it was, I guess. <laughs> all right. Well, it's the escapism of being able to pay off your rent. So, well, yes, you can you can uh, pay your your home loan uh, interest free at your own yes, pace. Yes. I mean, it's true. I don't. But you know still what have a home like, loan. So, <laughs> so um, all right. Let's get this uh, train back on all the tracks right, here, right. and uh... <laughs> let's get in the train. Yeah, yeah, we haven't even gotten in the I've train. I've just yet. been ranting on the platform. A train left us in the middle of my rant. I, you guys yes. are trying to get on. You guys are trying to board. I stopped you because I hadn't finished my conversation yet. Uh, all right. So, like I said, winter twenty twenty season is pretty much over. I don't think there's any shows we're watching that are left at this point, right? 
we watched. I, I yeah, I think Sunday was I think Sunday was the last right. Well, for the first one. Airing. Well, actually, the first thing we have in our notes here actually has one more episode to go. So. Oh right, 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 oh, right. Not right. Really? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, other Kamen than Rider that, never stops. Well, it doesn't count. Yes, that's that's not ending this season. That will never end. But uh, all right, so let's uh, let's get into the shows that we're going to talk about. We're going to start with a couple ones that we haven't been covering regularly on the podcast, but uh, I feel we need to say some parting words for, and that's going to include our uh, seasonal update on My Hero Academia, yep. uh, which is the the show we just mentioned. Still has an episode left, but you guys know what's going on with that show. So, um, how was this season? Because I have not heard mm. fantastic things about it. Go on average here, probably not great. Yeah, I would definitely say this is by far the weakest season of uh, My Hero Academia. I mean, look, if you've been listening to our podcast, you we've been saying this since uh, since before season four even started. We right, we knew what was coming. Right, but it, it's still unfortunate that you know Bones could not work their magic to to spruce it up a bit because. The, the issues with this season is, are are similar to the issues with the the story arcs in the manga. It's that it's not a very strong arc in the manga. It's it's a little rushed. It's a little it it is both rushed but also meanders in some places. <laughs> um, you know, some of the fights are good but underexplored, and so it's a lot of things that you know. I think me and Iro kind of talked about this. You know, what months and months ago, whenever we were. First, right. talking about season four, that the base material of My Hero Academia could actually during this season could have actually been quite good in in, in the hands of a good adaptation. But, oh, was this was this the Bakugo Redemption arc or something? I'm, just, I'm vaguely that, remembering. No, not really. I mean, that no. is kind of there, right? Like some of it, yeah. Yeah, like this is the season in which like. They briefly pay lip service to the idea that, oh, maybe Bakugo is learning to be less of a shithead. And then the next season, whenever that comes out, will immediately revoke all of that. But it's it's a, it's a just a shame. It's just, you know, it's, it's, it's yeah. covering pretty weak material. And Bones themselves, it kind of feels, you can kind of tell their heart wasn't in it compared to seasons, you know, one through three. We're like, going through the motions. It kind of on feels like all the, they put all the effort into the movie, right? Right. right. Like Ira and I saw the second My Hero Academia movie a little, like about a month ago, and you know, again, the plot is very by the numbers. It's your, it's a shonen jump non-canon spin-off movie, you know, where they go to a mysterious town or island that will never be mentioned in canon ever again. But <laughs> visually, it's fucking cool as hell. It's it's some of the best shit Bones has ever done in like right. in, in ages. And I'm talking about the same Bones that did you know Mob, Mob Psycho, you or know, the first the, movie or the first movie. Yeah, <laughs> like it's, it's wild how much they turn it on in the movie. Like it's great. It's, it's crazy. So naturally, we don't get much of that at all in the show. Uh, right. That's covering the real material. And that yeah, that's that's kind of what makes it unfortunate because again, there are there are good moments in season four. It's just Bones doesn't really put in any of the work to to kind of elevate it from you know the the kind of unfortunately compromised nature of its of of its source material. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I think we had a lot of moments where we were like, 
oh, this would be perfect opportunity for the adaptation to like expand a little bit, right? Because you had those, you had a few of those moments in like season two, season three, where stuff was implied to have happened in the manga, and they spent a little bit of extra time on it in the anime. Yeah, yeah, and like it would have they... been nice to see get get some of that in this season. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a weird thing to say about a shonen anime, but My Hero Academia season four could have honestly used more filler. It it <laughs> it, it would have benefited from you know spending more time on yeah. some of the less important things. The Just opposite of... of your classic uh, shonen problem anime right. problem. Yeah. Out of curiosity, is it the same staff? Has it been the same staff through every single season? Like director and um... a director moved on. The director moved off the TV show to the movies. Right. Oh. So the director, whose name I unfortunately cannot remember off the top of my head, the Gundam uh, Build Fighters guy. Right. Yeah, he directed the first season of Gundam Build Fighters. He's kind of well known as like a really good action director. He did what seasons one, two. Did he do three? I think he moved on after. Th- I think he only did seasons I want to say he was doing uh, the movie during season three. Yeah, so he did seasons one and two of My Hero Academia and then kind of mm-hmm. brought on new staff for three and four. But three kind of largely held up, though that might have also been on the strength of it being a very good arc that they were adapting. But season mm-hmm. four is kind of like that perfect storm of bad source material. The, it, it, this is clearly the you know I don't mean to I'm sure they worked very hard on this but like this is clearly the B team of of Bones and uh, you know just uh, yeah I a, have to sorry go ahead I have to wonder like the show's become so like incredibly mainstream popular is it like right are they just content to coast now because maybe they they've won <laughs> I mean like. It's so it because I mean this is this is like of of like new anime of like new currently airing anime. This has got this arguably like the most popular mainstream thing going right now, right? Like it's always been pretty mainstream in Japan though, and I I don't see them caring about whether it's mainstream outside of Japan or not. To be honest, yeah, that's fair. I think that's. Fair. I'm just wondering if that's making it so they're less concerned about you know pouring all their resources into right. making the anime I think, great. I think what Jell is getting at is more like seasons one and two, like it's like, I mean, that's the thing, right? My Hero Academia was very popular even before it got the anime. It's just the anime, you know, really uh, uh, exponentially increased. It took kinda, it to the next level. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, see that. So as a result, it's like season one, two was probably them trying to prove themselves. Right. You know, like, Basically, you know, kind of like season one of Demon Slayer, for better or worse, right? It's it's UFO Table, it's Bones, it's it's the studio that's adapting it, like, bringing out the big guns, right? The biggest names they got, the best, you know, Sakuga they can possibly manage to just right. really, you know, blow people away. And, and once they've got the audience, they can kind of, yeah, coast, I just guess. Just coast. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of what it feels like. And so, you know, that's the thing, it's like... Season 5, like the, the inevitable Season 5 that My Hero Academia will get. I, you know, I think Iro and I will still watch it because we broadly still like My Hero Academia. I think it's still one of the strongest uh, works being published in, in Weekly Shonen Jump. But the next arc they're going to have to adapt, Season 5, also... <laughs> uh, not... We can cross that bridge in, you know, like a year when we get All to All right, it. let me tell you, Season 6, though... Oh, that's, gonna, that's, that's gonna have some moments. So, 
<laughs> if uh, if anime still exists if in the 2022, world, if the world oh, still exists in 2022. Uh, uh, let and, me tell uh, you about some things that are currently happening in the manga that are going to get adapted in like three, four years. <laughs> uh, well, hopefully we'll all be <laughs> we'll all still be here to see that. Indeed, but indeed. Uh, all right. Well, I mean that's kind of disappointing, I guess, but. Um, you know, it sounds like the movies were cool. Maybe they'll keep cranking those out. Visually, sure. <laughs> yeah, that's always the weird thing with anime movies, right? Because when they go the, like, non-canon side story route thing or whatever, like, you can only get so invested in them. I mean, yeah. at that point, it's just so purely for the fans that I don't think anyone, not that no one cares, but they care only about those fans i think when it comes to movies I mean, right the point is not to bring yeah. in new viewers it's purely fan service it's basically yeah. just hey those characters you like it, it's kind of yeah. like smashing action figures together like hey those characters you like like we're gonna throw them into like a new scenario for them to do more of the thing you like about them i mean here's the thing we there you know a large part of that second movie largely focuses on bakugo a character iro and i mostly dislike but that movie also has scenes of like some of the C, s- the C team characters. Yeah, like it. the C and D team characters doing cool stuff for like a couple minutes, and you know that's fun because they sure as hell don't get to do anything fun in the main story. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, another classic uh, every shonen anime is every problem. It's the it's the bleach problem of oh no, we have way too many fucking characters. Right. Now it's impossible for any of them to get screen time. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of disappointing shows that we haven't been talking about, um, I actually did finish Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. I have did? not been talking. Wow. Okay. I have not been talking about it on the podcast because it's exhausting to talk about. Uh, just because it's been so disappointing for me, but um, I did Ouch. finish it. And I also I I had an epiphany on this show. <laughs> epiphany. Uh, like I think it was yesterday, the day before. There was a news story floating around about uh, I don't know if you guys saw it. Um, it was basically uh, Yusuke Murata of One Punch Man fame. Oh yeah. Bragging about his ten year old daughter and her art, and apparently she has inherited his abilities. Seriously? <laughs> um, oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> and she's only like she's only ten. But uh, aside from her own drawings, he Damn posted... drawing genetics. Yeah, aside from her own drawings, he posted... Uh, she was doing fan art of this show, or of the manga, I guess, of, of uh, Toilet Bound Hanako-kun. It occurred to me that I probably would enjoy the show a lot more if I were between the ages of 10 and 15 years old. Because uh, uh-huh. it, it, it tries to... I've talked about this a little bit before, but just to reiterate... It tries to, um, it actually tries to do some, like, legitimate horror and, like, uh, like, dark, edgy drama, which you don't really get from, like, the first episode or two, but it does eventually try to go there, um, and, like, it's very, like, teenage angsty type of stuff, more so than, like, as an adult, I look at him like, this is, what are you dumb kids doing? 
Um, <laughs> and I think that's kind of saps a lot of the life out of the story because really, like the second half of it, they start trying to actually get into plot, and that's definitely the weak point of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, they and they they do a bunch of really dumb plot twists, like introducing Hanako's evil twin, which is like top ten worst plot twists. Uh, Sheesh. Up there with like amnesia and time travel, but um, yeah, it was just it just really it was disappointing because they kind of kept stringing me along because like they would do maybe like a two episode mini arc of plot, which I hated, and then they would <laughs> have one in between like one off standalone like slice of life episode, which I loved, and I'm like. See, if this was the show, and the show that I thought we were going to get based on the first episode, I probably would have really liked it. Like, there's that, hmm. there's a really good core in there of, like, the whole, you know, supernatural, uh, across-time romance type of thing going on. And um, if, you, if you watch just those slice-of-life episodes and no other, would the series make sense? Um, Maybe. But then you'd only have, like, four episodes. <laughs> uh, whatever, you know. We, we, we should bring back the four-episode OVA from the 80s and 90s. Yeah. yeah pretend... Sometimes that's all you, uh, all you want. Pretend, uh, yeah. That, that's like I saw. <laughs> that just made me think, didn't they just come out with a, uh, a new Tenchi Muyo OVA? Uh, I recently? stopped that a long you, time ago. But... You could say those words, and I would believe you, because... <laughs> But they're not, that's the thing. It doesn't even like twenty five years later. Uh, it, it, they they do that like every ten years. I think. I think at this point it, it's more just a the name. Yes. Like then, there's no like attachment to the franchise. Yeah. Other than I, as I far was, as I can see. I mean, I was just th- I was just thinking of the old uh, three to six episode OVA thing that used to happen a lot. Those uh, which eight, I enjoyed those... a lot. Yeah. yeah. Those eight episode Pluto and Padley Rovias are still in the works. Yeah, well, I'll believe it when I see yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> when, when, oh, yeah. Look, when, man, when, I I am the guy here who will who would, you know, I would do some ratchet shit to get some more pat labor in this world. But I, I just, again, I, I'll believe it when I see it. That's all, that's all I can really say. But uh, to, to get back to Hanako-kun, I guess the, the, the thing is, like, it's... Jell, the way you talk about it actually kind of reminds me of like when people around our age group still read like YA fiction, and like, yeah, it's kind of like oh man, like these characters are good and like the world building's interesting, but then every time they try to like get into the plot or relationship drama or blah blah blah, it takes a total nosedive. And it's, yeah, uh... it's probably a similar feeling to that. Where it's just hard as an adult to take the serious part serious. Right. I mean, that's the thing. Maybe it was never meant for you know for you. I guess yeah. right. Like, but... yeah. It's just it's just weird because there there is that good show that I liked in there, and they kind of crammed it into this like angsty like shonen almost battle anime. I mean, they have the, like the monster the, of the week you know, stuff the teen, going too. The teens need their angst, and the teens need their fights. So yeah. I mean, just just watch that OP again, and that right. should have been my clue that <laughs> this is the actual type of show we're getting. Um, but uh, yeah, so i i got I got so far along in it. Like I, I think the last time we talked about it, I said once you hit like the six episode mark, I was like, all right, well, I'm I think I'm committed now. But so I did finish it. And I actually kind of liked the last episode a little bit. Um, 
as they were kind of tying things together, and they kind of left it open for more. From what I understand, it's actually pretty popular. Um, hmm. So there might end up being more. I don't think if there is a season two, I will be back on that. But I feel like that I've, is. I've also, done my time at yeah, this point. I, we can get to this later, but I feel like that is a pervasive theme through these shows we are talking about in on this podcast. Of a lot of these kind of end open ended, huh? Like a real and so the adventure continues uh, yes. kind of vibe. Yes, actually, um, some of you even explicitly have season two's coming. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so. Uh, still had nice backgrounds, though. Well, that's good. Speaking of shows with as nice our other backgrounds. Theme, as our other theme <laughs> for this season, and yes. yes, speaking of nice backgrounds, uh, how's, uh, Somali in the Forest Spirit? How'd that go? Um, it's fine. Fine. It's, it's fine. <laughs> that, that's the problem with, the, I think the main problem with that show, honestly, is that if you ask me how it is, it was nearly always, it's fine. Yeah, it's like it's it's a thing of like, it's not offensive, it's not like bad, but it's it it constantly like just barely scrapes at the ceiling of like genuine goodness, but it never it it, it never really manages to like stay above that line uh, consistently. Yeah. If if it had uh, been a two core, I would not have continued watching. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, that's that's kind of how I feel. But, which, which is ironic yeah. because I also I, I feel like I would also watch a season two because the uh, my understanding is that the scanlations for the original manga uh, died roughly at the exact same point where the anime ends. So <laughs> <laughs> even if you wanted to read more of the story, you couldn't. So <laughs> we are maybe dependent yeah. on an eventual season two to know where the story goes. Were there any more like crazy? intense moments like the uh eating bird people stuff not uh... not as intense but the the second to last episode had a had some moments for sure that would on the darker end of the scale right yeah some monsters realize somali is a human and try to kidnap her and yeah well yeah they befriend her or one of them kind of befriends her first and she's right. like this nice like grandma kind of lady like well, this that's kind, kind of, of old, like innkeeper or barchan type of, yeah, with mm. pointy teeth. <laughs> well, there are you know they're yeah. they're they're monster pe- animal people or whatever. But you know, so. it turns out that whoever she's working with, like, figure out that she's a human and decide human, they want to catch it. Humans are delicious. Let's yeah. throw right, her on like, this it's... table and start immediately it, butchering. It right, they literally be... throw her on a table and seem ready to go at her with, yeah, it, I don't it, know, it, with it, what, but the teeth. Or, yeah. yeah, It continues to be, like, the weird thing about that show where, like, the people you they meet in that show are largely, like, pretty affable and, like, easygoing. Yeah. And, and they seem genuinely so. Like, even the grandma, it seems like if, if Somali wasn't human she would have continued to be a doting grandma. Like, yeah. it's just that the second they figure out she's human, it, like, turns on <laughs> the, like, mm-mm, I love devouring human flesh switch. To, that to is the in... point where they literally start fighting over her body parts. Like, oh, I want the liver. Well, save the the intestine for me, you know? Kind yeah, of. yeah, and it's, like, it's, it's a weird thing of, like, I think... The thing that Somali, at least to me, suffers from that kind of prevents it from being kind of in that same vein as a Made in Abyss, like, cutesy dark show is, like, there's, like, kind of, like, a stark lack, or not lack of consistency, but 
despite the number of like places they visit, I still feel like I don't have a great grasp of the setting and the world of it's Somali. A, it's a lack of depth, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because like, the thing is like... Yeah. Yeah, I I think you that's a good point, Artemis. I think it's or for me it's like, okay, so we know that like the monsters in the humans had beef in the past, right? And that like you know right. there's a whole hatred begets hatred cycle thing, right? But other than like a couple of like friendly monster folk they meet who kind of become recurring characters, we never really know for sure. Like, do all monster people just turn on a dime on humans or is it just some of them like because right. it's it's not a case of just like oh some monster people are just naturally predispositioned to be hostile to humans and now they found a human to be hostile towards it's the thing of like these people are presented as like completely friendly completely easygoing like uh, totally agreeable until a human shows up and i mean i don't know maybe that's like a statement on like racism and prejudice maybe like how you know a person could be like racist but totally like friendly and nice until you know a minority shows up i don't think that's what the story's yeah. trying to say but i don't know i kind of it kind of feels to me more like like sharks with blood in the water or something you know what i mean like yeah they get they yeah. get one whiff literally like one in- whiff like oh that smells human like and it kind of triggers pure instinct yeah but it never, it never really does get into that, so it's kind of a question mark. Yeah, for me, I, I guess just like storytelling wise, it's hard to as the audience to get invested in something like that though, because like that animosity only exists because we were told that, right? Like, there's mm-hmm. no. And every time we were it. told that, it was in the most obvious. And now let us present you with this cautionary <laughs> tale about how. You know, right. it, the moral of the story today is kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, you weren't really seeing that in, like, people's daily lives or whatever it's, until... It's the classic, that... you know, like, show-don't-tell kind of thing, but it was pretty much 90% tell. Right. Yeah. Well, the backgrounds were still very pretty, so... <laughs> the backgrounds are lovely. And yeah. I, I'm assuming they did not get to the end of uh, Golem Dad's timer... No, but no, it sure no. seems like they're definitely angling towards that with like. I the thought last they were, episodes, and I was but... almost felt cheated that they didn't. That they kind of <laughs> they they went there, and then they were like, actually no, and they just backed away, and right, that was all yeah. fine. And it seemed like everything was fine again. So. I mean, I don't think you could kill Golem Dad. This, I mean, I don't know how early in the story this actually is, but I feel like, I feel like he still has. Uh narrative cruft to work with left before I'm, i uh, guess I'm, I'm disappointed there wasn't more of a a consequence yeah like, I, I i see what yeah. you mean yeah yeah like it went it went somewhere and then just completely did a 180 on it you know yeah, yeah. I mean, did they find a like good spot to stop because like i know the manga is still going so i mean it didn't end on a on a cliffhanger so it yeah it just still kind of like it was also just fine yeah i mean that's the thing right like it just ends in the way that like most of these kind of adaptations do where it's like well that's the end of this arc they all lived happily for now yeah yes (laughs) it's a good way of putting it (laughs) (laughs) yeah all right well i don't know if we'll see a season two of that one but it sounds like they could do it if they wanted to but uh yeah all right 
let's move along then. Uh, they, uh, could they do a season two of the next show here? They can and they are. They yeah, it was already announced. <laughs> yes, yes, I was. That they are doing a second season of Bofuri. I don't want to get hurt, so I'll max out my defense. So I have to read the whole thing one more time. Um, I the ending was pretty fun of this show. Again, this is like the antidote to all the bad isekai I've been watching. Uh, well, <laughs> not that I've actually been watching all the bad isekai, but that has been coming out. Um, the the last the final two episodes where they were like fighting, it was all PvP at the end, and mm. like they they just they, they they gave the people what they wanted. Uh, we had like <laughs> we had like all the all the the guild members squaring off with the other top guild members that we've been seeing throughout this show. So you get how like all the 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 B tier and C tier characters like squaring off against each other, and then, that's uh, the good know, shit. And then the main girl fighting, you know, one v oneing the uh, the 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 best player in the game, and uh, coming down to them both, uh, they both have a gut skill that leaves them on one HP. <laughs> Do a cross and, counter uh, or something. Yeah, next next hit wins, and uh, mm. then she turns into a horrible monster and devours everyone. Uh, sorry, uh, uh, run that by me again. Yeah, her one of her powers she picked up, she turns into this horrible demonic monster. The main character. Yes, the. The little girl that's the main character okay uh, yeah and uh so does it work oh yeah it, it's it's kind of played for because i think i mentioned this last time it, it's it was starting to become a running gag right, like all of her skills are like evil skills yes she has she has all like poison and evil demonic right, monster yes, skills did mention this, yeah. and uh it's become starting to become a joke because like her personality she's very like friendly and everything and uh so you know, forced forced to play her hand, she pulls out this skill where she transforms into this horrible demonic monster, and she has to stay in it for like the rest of the episode. <laughs> um, and it's funny because like even toward the toward the end, uh, as they're you know they they kind of skip, they're playing the ED music in the credits, but it's over a montage of her like brutally murdering hundreds of other players. <laughs> uh, it's like the happy ED music as, right, as she's right. uh yeah, but so I you know it's a fun and it, and, and again. Because it's no stakes, like right. as she's eating the the top gill, they're like, "Well, guess I lost." You know, GG. You know, and <laughs> uh, and you know everybody, and they, they 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 all like friend each other after that and everything because it was a good game and like sure. just okay. a completely as different vibe than your typical video I mean, game isekai so thing. And this this all sounds well and good, Gel, but then I have to ask, like, where do you want or hope a for it? What do you want or hope a season two to 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 go? I guess because yeah, I don't know. That concerns me a bit because I I feel like uh, they kind of did everything they needed to do at this point. Like I, I I mean I don't know what other like ridiculous game breaking powers or whatever they can pull out. I it's mean, gonna like, be is it the, gonna she's be already like a... beat the top player. Like maybe I don't she'll know. pull a Sword Art Online and she'll just oh, move God. to a new MMO. <laughs> <laughs> She'll I'd... she'll she'll go to Gun Gale online and spec in like body armor or something. <laughs> Get yeah. a ballistic shield. Get a ballistic shield. Yeah, <laughs> that's always a possibility. And like so. uh, one of those bomb suits or something. Yeah, yeah I, I I don't know. Like I did not uh, even think to ask. For... <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think to ask for a season two. I was just like, they just dropped that at the end. So you know, I'll check it out. 
I'll give them the bit. I mean, they've they've earned enough of you know benefit of the doubt here, where I, I, right. I, I'm willing to give them a shot. But I I I would be concerned that they they're going to run out of steam on it. But sure. uh-huh. either way, this season was was a lot of fun. Like I said, it felt like a antidote to uh, the other bad types of isekai. Right. Um, I mean, and you know there was no. That, that, like it was all completely harmless. There was no fan service or anything. It was just people having fun playing video games, and uh, you know if you if you like you know dumb broken game mechanics and things like that, it was pretty amusing. So sure. All right. <laughs> so I, I I've been I've been looking forward to you guys cutting loose on our next show here because i want to know what happened at the end i heard something about a shark mm. i don't know yeah that, that but was uh <laughs> let's let's uh, let's uh what do, you, let's... what do you remember last us talking about with it right, invaded gel yeah so let, yes we're talking about it invaded we'll get our parting thoughts on that um what is the last thing i remember oh i don't know <laughs> was it the double there's, dive there's people that di- there was like yeah, there was double diving. There was like inception happening. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> All right. Do you remember what was inside of the well? Inside of the well. I, I not exactly. No. <laughs> well, well. Boy, boy, there's so much. Uh, so yeah. So so what? How, how did how did this all? What happened at the end here? How did this all wrap up? Uh, oh boy. Where do you start? <laughs> um. I guess going inside of the well. Inside of the well kind of led them to the conclusion of who John Walker was, right? Yes. Which I, I'm i pretty we sure everyone must have yeah. seen coming a I long mean, yes. way off, like yes. a long, uh, long way. As... As 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 a as a as a mage professor of the tower in Fate's Day Night once <laughs> said, it's the who done it is not always the key to a mystery. Sometimes it is the why done it. And that is definitely <laughs> the case with uh, with uh, it invaded where the who is not really that important. It was the most obvious. The, the culprit was the most obvious. You could the, probably. I, I'm sure people picked it from episode one. To be yes, honest. yes. I think we all like. I think we literally said out loud like when, like you and I when we were watching episode one like that dude's definitely evil, right? Or like shady as <laughs> Yeah, fuck. he's like, got some skeletons in the closet for sure. Yeah, and then surprise, surprise, right. the yeah. shady chief is... The big bad. Yes, he wants to become... John... A god or, or something. He, he wants to become, like, immortal? Like, an immortal uh, crime-fighting god inside of the Mizuhaname? Or something it's like, like inside his, the dream his, world. His, uh, wants, his, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> I, I get, he he wants ultimately, I guess, to to have his own brand of justice be the only brand of justice, right? Yes, I get. Yeah, and that's like, his end game. But his logic was, well, I gotta make a lot of serial killers and make them kill people first to like somehow. I'm. What I, I mean, <laughs> he seemed to want to like dive and become immortal inside of the Idwell or something. Yes, yes. Yeah. So, so the idea is that like he his desire is to become because the thing is as we've talked about before, when you enter the Idwell, one of the rules is you become a brilliant detective and lose your memories of your original self. However, it is sort of like a 
a, I don't know. I don't need to have a good analogy. You're reminded so of your true name inside of the Idwell. Right. You regain yes. all of your memories. Right. So what he wants to do is enter the Idwell and then remember who he is and stay in the Idwell permanently. And the way he decides to do this is he sh- he sits down in into one of the Idwell machines and then as his brain is being uploaded, he shoots himself. So he dies in the real world but lives on as a brilliant detective in 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 the Idwell. Uh-huh. And 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 Kiki Asakai gets woken up. She, turns out that, as we all Gosh. guessed, the 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 mysterious sick girl from from the double Idwell is is real in the real world, and she, she powers the Mizuhaname. Right. And, and she wakes up and sends the whole building into a dream world. So so everybody gets sent into the Idwell, and <clears throat> they run away from rocks and stuff. Yeah, and then. <laughs> Yeah, and so it's up to it's up to it's a Naruhisago, the main character, and Hondamachi, the the plucky the plucky girl detective, to to jump back into the Idwell one more time to to catch John Walker, to bring him to justice inside the Idwell. <laughs> but I I, I, I don't understand. Stand? Can they just can't they just leave him here there and it won't make any difference? No, because because the... <laughs> his like consciousness is is now like Ditch-tized. I, I don't know <laughs> how the science is supposed to work exactly, or even or even unexactly. Right to bring up the justice because <laughs> that's what that's what lawmen do. They they it, it's not so. What if he's dead? He still has to be brought to justice. I mean, can't they just leave the the Idwells alone, or like, is that no? Because they still use the Idwells to solve crime. Anyway, so <laughs> okay. Point yes, point is on. at the start of the climax, like they're all plugged into the Idwell, trying to find John Walker. Because with Kiki Asukai outside of the Mizuhaname, like all Idwells are now connected or something because her right, psychic powers are running out yes. of control. Yeah, and so. John Walker will have the ability to enter anyone's Idwell. Um, and so they're like chasing him through all of the previous ones and a bunch of new ones. And yeah, and it's it gets into some <clears throat> real fucking. So, they get into some real wild shit with some of these Idwells that we had not seen before. <laughs> uh, some real fucking end of Evangelion shit going on in some of these oh, Idwells. <laughs> like, red oceans and giant albino babies. And, <laughs> That's right. And sharks. And sharks. sharks. Right. Oh. <laughs> sharks. And, and it's... It's a it's, lot. It's a lot. It's I, I I don't want to just like recap every single moment, but it's it's a really in the way that only it invaded can. It's a very wild ride. Mm-hmm. Like the last two episodes, especially like yeah. you know like you get your, you get we get one more Miyavi insert song in the penultimate episode. <laughs> Thank goodness. <laughs> oh my god, it's so good. It's so good. Uh, remember, remember, do it like a samurai. Well, yeah. now he's asking if you want to do it like a butterfly. I'm not even joking. Wow. Um, it's, 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 it's the follow-up. And great. also weirdly good, like a weirdly it's, good song. No, it's a good track. It's, it's a good, I, I have liked, I, I have been a fan of Miyavi since, uh, Kokoku. Ka- yeah. Kokoku. So I, I, I mm. love, the, I love that dude's work. He does some truly strange things with a guitar, but, uh, 
But yes, yeah. they pile drive a shark onto John Walker in one of these yes. wells. Yes, one of their plans to try and trap John Walker is uh... just pile. Wait, I'm trying to like visually so imagine. They're, like... they're standing on <laughs> wow, they're standing on the blood ocean of LCL yeah. with as shark circle underneath and. Uh... And it turns out that Honomachi was riding a shark underneath the water the whole time. It feels and... like a like a Fullmetal Alchemist episode where they just keep doing more and more ridiculous things to try and... <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Because you can make anything. Right, yes. So she just bursts out of the water, like, holding a shark and dunks it onto John Walker. Yes, yes, but, uh... And, and so, yeah, we get this wild chase through, like, the multiple idwells. And then, like, the kind of funny thing is, like... And so here's the thing where, like, I think I need to, like, bring up this as a as a criticism of It Invaded. I, I don't think it, like, hurts the work as a whole, but it does... The the thesis of my, my thing with It Invaded is I think it would have really benefited from even just one more episode. Yeah. Because... It felt rushed in the yeah, last because couple the for John... sure. The John Walker thing is actually kind of an afterthought. Like, it's done within the first, like, third of the last episode. They, right. they catch him, and then it's pretty good. this whole thing with but... Kikiyasukai. Yeah, do you want to, like, get into that, Hero? Like, because she was the center of the, the whole Mizuhaname, and now her psychic powers are running wild. Like, it's the... Turns out to be, like, the actual climax, except her whole deal was not really brought up until i would say past the halfway point of the show right and like the crux of her climax is like meant is 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 confrontation with momoki right right, is framework by her relationship with uh naru hisago's old partner and like i totally get where they're going with it here like like naru hisago in as the brilliant detective in the idwell is his entire thing is he has he wants to save kairu and kairu is the uh, like manifestation of Kiki Asakai in the Idwells, and like the thing that drives him as a brilliant detective is to save her. Because like even though he loses memories, every brilliant detective is kind of like driven and determined by who they were as an original person. And because you know Naruto Sago's whole thing is like you know the, that drives him is the death of his daughter. Like he cares deeply about saving Kairu in every Idwell. And then in the real world, Momoki was implied to be the one who saves Kiki Asakai from. Uh, being killed by one of the serial killers that John Walker created, and like, there are there are implications in their dialogue that like Momoki had like a, a distinct like investment in her well being, and that her like disappearance really affected him as an officer of the law, and his final confrontation with her is meant to be like this big like emotional climax of like oh they finally meet one last time. Right, like oh, I'm sorry I couldn't like I'm sorry that I can't save you. I have to right. stick you back into the Mizuhatame. And so, like, I think that if this could have actually been a really effective, like, emotional climax to parallel with, like, Naruhisago's. But the problem is that we don't really see any of that relationship in the show itself because it, I think it just didn't have enough time. Yeah, honestly. there's just no time. And I think also one of the problems for me is that, like, Momoki started off and towards the middle of the show became, you know, like a pretty central character, but because there's not enough time at the end, they kind of just B-listed him. Like, yeah, like he's, right. he's, he is not like, I, I, you don't think of him as a main character. You think of, look, you think of the perforator as more of a main character than Momoki <laughs> by yeah, the end. Yeah. Like, man, like, okay. Shout, like killing people is bad, but shout outs to the perforator. Uh, 
<laughs> he, uh, he had some real good lines and moments in these last few episodes, so... You know? Yeah, but but yeah, it's like it's it's definitely that thing of like this guy who's like the crux of the fu- the finale mm. is a guy who we just don't really care about that much because he did not have the screen time to. Win I us did, over. I did care about him, but no one else seemed to. He didn't even get well, an apology. I mean, Sorry for arresting you. Right? <laughs> How bad? <laughs> well, it seems like they reinstated him as like you know the boss uh, man, the boss. Like of give him the, a the... give him a I'm sorry card. I don't know. Like yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Malaki deserved more. Yeah, I mean, no, no, it's not enough to dislike him. It's just that I, I, w- I want to like him. It's just the show didn't give me enough to work with, really. Like, other than, oh, he's Narusago's partner, and yeah, he seems like a gen- he seems like a good cop or something. But yeah, and you know, he knows he's... he knows Narusago enough to to know when something's up, you know, or yeah, yeah. It's just a, and so that's the thing, right? Like, and and even the 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 show itself almost seems to acknowledge our criticisms because the ending is literally. Another case of so the adventure continues. <laughs> like literally, the last few minutes of the episode are them like gearing up to jump into another idwell because apparently, even though John Walker has been taken care of, <laughs> apparently there are still we... many serial killers out there. <laughs> yes, there are enough serial killers out there to justify the use of this extremely arcane uh, machine that <laughs> nobody really knows how it works. <laughs> the public doesn't know, right? Is the public right. like they right. don't have any? It's supposed to be like totally disavowable or something. Like, yeah, yeah. It's so it's a thing of like you know what? Look, if they announce a season two of It Invaded, I would be on board because I'd be there. I've been told the uh, tie-in manga that's been going is to after the show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Huh. Okay. I just I've like heard about just it, like but... you couldn't tell at the time because it was just ended well. <laughs> uh huh. That's interesting. That's interesting. I maybe I'll have to check that out because I assumed it was just a. Honestly, I just assumed that was, like, an adaptation of the anime, and I was like, that seems redundant, but... Right. If it's an actual mm-hmm. sequel, I'm, I might have to check it out, because, you know... Look, we sound crazy talking about <laughs> It Invaded, but I think the three of us here who watched it, I think we could all say we, like, came away from it uh, genuinely enjoying it. Uh, yeah, yeah. The, the ending was not all I hoped and dreamed, but it was still the it most... Fine. Yeah. It was still yeah. the most fun show of mm-hmm. the season. I definitely, think. definitely. Yeah, I guess I, I've, I've been trying to gauge, like, were you guys actually enjoying this because of the plot and the characters, or because, you know... Do it like a samurai and sharks. <laughs> I enjoyed people. all of it. I really Both. did. Yeah, 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 all of it. Like I, I would say I think I genu- there were some like genuinely great emotional climaxes with yeah. like Nari. Saka. It wasn't. It wasn't just the comedy moments. There were some good serious moments too. Yeah, definitely for sure. Okay, like it's it's definitely like. In in a season like this, I might actually make the argument that it invaded is the most like emblematically anime show of the season <laughs> in the sense that it somehow manages to like almost seemingly effortlessly balance like its drama and right. its darkness with like it's like anime goofiness right, like in a way that i feel like is very distinctly unique to anime an- as well. yeah. anime's like specific ability to juggle tones Mm. Yes. And it never, it never felt. Cru- I think, like crucially for me, it never felt like it was trying too hard to be, to be edgy. Because when I first started watching, I enjoyed the first episode a lot. But when I first started, I was worried it would go, like the kind of psychopath kind of right. Yeah, you do because you know you know? like Kyra's always like grisly murdered inside of yeah. it all and stuff. Yeah. 
I mean, I mean, I think that's also the other thing we'll say. I, I will, I will, the take I will stand by, anyways, is that it invaded is what psychopaths should have been. <laughs> right. There are a lot of similarities, but um, but it invaded is for sure. Like I don't, I just it does feel effortless. Effortless. That's the thing. When you see something, when you see the cracks that something has from trying too hard, mm. that's what makes it unenjoyable for me anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Is that our psychopath call out post here? <laughs> <laughs> Staying relevant. Also, I did really like yeah. how they dealt with John Walker, who is immortal oh, inside yeah. of Bidwell. Yes. yes. The way they. They, tr- they trick him into plugging into the Idwell inside of the Idwell, which takes him back it takes him mentally back in time to but right before he killed his first person at, w- at which point he gets arrested <laughs> inside yes, of the yes, simulation yeah. it's it's very good and like it's it's definitely one of those things where like it invaded continues to do the really good thing of like i think it is a master of using foreshadow yeah i would say foreshadowing because like it leaves these like principles and like mechanics in place for you to ask like wait what would happen in that case right Right, because like until that moment happens, it never they never no one ever explicitly says, you know, you could get permanently trapped in the Idwell, but you as a viewer always thought to yourself, like the person who enters the Idwell has to be ejected by a person outside the Idwell. So like mm. couldn't you theoretically trap a person in the Idwell permanently by just never ejecting them? And as and we guess all what know they from John Walker <laughs> And as we all know from Evangelion <laughs> <laughs> Once you inject someone into something and then yell, eject, eject, is definitely not going to work. It never works. <laughs> <laughs> the manual override is always broken for some reason. <laughs> uh, uh, Alright. But yeah. Well, I'm glad uh, I'm glad that uh, held up over the season. Yeah. And it's kind of our surprise uh, hit there. Um, and uh, I mean, do you think that do you think they'll do another season, or probably not? Because this this was original, right? Was, this yeah. was yeah. I think there's yeah. a non-zero chance. Uh, I don't know what it would be though. I don't. Yeah, I would say it's not high, but yeah, but Still it's it. possible. Uh, I mean, at least leaves the plot open for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know how much traction it got in Japan at all, but it, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me to know to to hear that it was little to none. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has that. It has that. It has <laughs> that energy. Yeah, like it has that grand Belm energy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, will will it break a hundred uh, Blu-rays nice. sold? Um. <laughs> All right, so um, let's move along to keep your hands off uh, Isaken, mm-hmm. which um. I was getting a little concerned they were gonna if they were gonna be able to stick the landing, and uh, I th- I thought the ending was actually pretty good. Yeah, I um, yeah yeah I I think I broadly agree. I uh... I mean also another ending that very much leaves us open the possibility of <laughs> yeah, more. Yeah, yeah. I mean the I mean, thing with that right, one is like yeah. Yuasa is not really big on season twos, so yeah, I I I don't think it's likely, but again, it's it leaves it kind of open ended, but it I, feels. It feels like it felt like more of an appropriate stopping point than maybe some of the other shows here. Definitely, definitely. So the, the weird thing, my weird thing with Azoket is like I think that like I'm actually not that hot on the final episode, like as a 
like in a vacuum as a narrative arc i think that like it feels a little bit too like going through the numbers of just like oh what's the new like last minute problem right we can throw right. at azo ken for them to like effortlessly overcome but i will say thematically i think it's a very good ending i think it's a very good ending for a piece of fiction about creative work because you always just gotta start the next project yeah i mean again like i, I say it's from time to time as someone who does creative work for a living like it never ends <laughs> it never the work it, there there is no end um, you know until unless you decide there is an end and i think that like there, there is often a danger in i think f- fiction about creating a work like if, in movies about making a movie or a tv show about making a tv show where it ends with the creation of the show and everybody's happy and everybody's like you know we did it yeah 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 our life is over and it's like no no like you one portion of your life is over like one chapter has closed but you know like i think i think it's very strong i for i'm not gonna spoil too much because uh artemis i believe you started watching a couple episodes right yeah i i watched one episode now yay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, great, great. So I, I won't spoil it too much then. Uh, I'll just say that, like, yeah, it's definitely a vibe of like, hey, we're gonna keep, we're gonna keep working. We're gonna keep making projects. Like, yeah. we're, we're they're gonna get better and bigger and well, maybe better, maybe maybe not. I mean, uh, <laughs> hot take. Yeah. I think I think the final short they do is maybe the weakest of the three, like thematically. Yeah. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but but yeah, I I think. I think that, like, overall, though, there is still such a richness to to the imagination of Azo Ken as a show, and, like, there's such a, such a, like a, such an eager celebration of creativity in it that I can't hold it against that show too much overall. Yeah. Yeah, I think I agree the ending was maybe a little too, uh, by the book, but... You know, I I would still say it was a solid ending. Like, it was it was good. Yeah, like, no, definitely, definitely. I I don't really have like any major complaints about it. Um, overall, I thought the show was definitely great and probably deserves most of the praise that it gets. Um, yeah. I I think it's interesting that it, you know, looking back, uh, like what actually happens in the show is not very realistic <laughs> at all but uh like like i was like i was uh, i i started thinking about do you guys remember senko roll yeah vaguely it was uh that... it was a uh, it was it was an anime by the the guy i can't remember his name now related no but it, it it was it was by the guy he, he went on to do the digimon, the, the, right? the digimon art right the digimon try character designs but he he animated a, a 30 minute Right. anime entirely by himself Yo, yes, like single, yes, every okay. every coming, single yes, this is coming back to me right every single aspect of it uh except for the music he did it entirely by himself uh for for a 30 minute episode and it took him like two years to do it which i still and, think is pretty fast i got yeah i was gonna say like, only <laughs> like and i was thinking about i was thinking about Azuken and like these two people making a, a, a you know a five minutes short or whatever in you know destroying them 60 days um (laughs) i don't know if that would be possible um i mean so i gotta be like 
it's hard for me. Like, look, it's. It, I will admit, I, I am coming from a very specific viewpoint here, but I will admit that it, at times it is difficult for me to separate myself from. Separate myself as an artist from myself as a, as an anime fan when watching <laughs> Azoken because I think honestly, like there's always going to be a part of me that looks back on Azoken with a, t- a slight tinge of bitterness. Yes, uh, I totally understand. Even though I don't work in visual field, no, but like you, you do creative work, Eero, so you you kind of understand what I'm saying here. Like for better or worse, Azoken veers a bit too much into the stereotype of, ah, all artists have to be these super imaginative, driven individuals right, who are who thinking like, about their craft yes, 24-7. Completely, like, build their entire identity around this thing. Right, right. Like, it, it definitely leans to that stereotype of, ah, a true artist is someone who lives and breathes art. Like, art is all they do 24-7. Like, Asaku- like, like Asakusa would would never play Animal Crossing. She would never waste her time like playing video games. You know, like uh-huh. like when she like, can imagine this whole thing just by looking at the clock tower or whatever. Right. Like I could look at a right. fucking leaf on the ground and imagine this gigantic, expansive, beautifully rendered world. And it's like, nah, fuck off! I got writer's block. Right. Fuck off! Like that's not how it works. Like hell. Right. I can look at something that is that is even genuinely very cool looking in real life and still not be inspired by it so. <laughs> do you think do you think in this series it was so they could you know do the whole pair it with the and if you work very hard you will for sure reach your goals <laughs> i i don't know if it's necessarily trying to be that kind of propaganda i, I again i do think that azoken is genuinely celebratory i think it is yes, genuinely absolutely like it is celebrating creativity i just think that and again, I'm not even saying it's malicious. I just think that the form of creativity it celebrates can have a very toxic, dark element to it. Uh, you know, just... Like, you know, for some reason, like, Mizuzuki and Asakusa and, and Hal Kanamani are all, like... <laughs> like, they're all, like, driven, successful people who apparently never suffer from, like, burnout or never suffer from, like... Or when they do suffer from artist's block, they get over it within hours, like... They're right. always right. Like they're, they're all always motivated. In the show, they're all working like all night for, all, for like months at a right. time like, on this like, thing, but we never see they're them. Ex- um, like they yeah. are explicitly working toxic hours. You know that are that are, are that that unsustainable. We, we hear, right. That we hear the podcast regularly condemn about the Japanese animation industry that mm-hmm. they celebrate. Like ah, doing all nighters. That's animation. It's like, but does it have to be? <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like. I feel like those are just kind of like because the show is supposed to be like a celebration. I feel like they have to acknowledge that that's a problem, but they're mm-hmm. not really going to get into that thematically as right. the message of the show because really the, that's not the point of the show. Are there any yeah. any kind of similarities to um, Bakuman? Um, oh, the manga. Yeah, I think Bakuman um, is a little better about like how hard it gets on mm-hmm. an so emotional level. I, so, so the funny thing is that I I I feel that there is like a there is the there is the like triangle spectrum of <laughs> yeah. Bakuman, Azoken, and Shirobako of right. like the three big work like like the three big anime about making anime slash manga. And like each of them, and their like weird approaches to like 
the realities of it. Like, I would say Bakuman is, like, actually fairly grounded about, like, hey, this is actually a really difficult industry, and, like, mm-hmm. you often have to compromise with yourself, and I think that's the thing that Aizuken does not really get into. Like, mm-hmm. it does once. It does once during <laughs> one episode, which I think is why it is, for a lot of us, our favorite episode, where mm-hmm. Asakusa basically comes to the conclusion that, like, creative work is essentially a compromise, but mm-hmm. it's not a thing that the show really dwells mm-hmm. on. I-, I would say that, like, Shirobako is the one that comes up more often for me as a comparison with Eizuken because Shirobako, in a lot of ways, it's it's less imaginative, right? Like it's right. They are not making the next great work. Like they are making like a B tier TV anime that, like, if they're lucky, will sell like four thousand BDs that season. And <laughs> but it's a lot more relatable because of that because. Instead of, like, asking, like, the very heady questions that Eizuken asks about, like, what does it mean to be creative? What does it mean to, like, make this a part of your life? Mm-hmm. Shirobako asks questions like, actually, what if this is just a day job? If you've been making wheels for three weeks straight? Right. Or, like, what if, yeah, like, what if, like, you don't enjoy your, like, yeah, what if, like, you are, like, doing a very, like, uh, like not particularly creative part of the job or even Mm -hmm. what have you been trying to get into the industry for the last five years and have failed like Mm. is it worth it like is it genuinely worth Mm. the struggle or yeah what if you don't want to make those kind of compromises yeah yeah and and so again like you know i think they're very different works and i think both can exist and be valid but i I think it is it it, it is interesting It, it is interesting to kind of uh kind of look back on azuken in its totality now and kind of compare it to some of the other works that yeah, have been made I think, about, about this sort of thing. I think the Shirobako comparison maybe highlights the point I was getting at when I'm, like it's not that I'm annoyed that Izuken isn't realistic with their, you know, production schedules and stuff like that. Just that like I guess that's not really the focus of the show and it's more of the, you know, the like we said, being a celebration of animation and and the and really cre- create the whole creative process, mm-hmm. and and also their um, kids, right? They're, they're in high school, middle school, high school, high school, uh, high school. school. Like, so you yeah. can't be. I guess yeah. it, it, you wouldn't want to show like that to go too dark or cynical, because then it was like, well, you know, right. and they all got washed up at the age of seventeen. Right. <laughs> it's it's, <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be like a positive, it's supposed to be like a positive message type of thing to yeah. it, uh, but there's you know of course some elements you have to bring attention to. You can't just like you know ignore you know, the working hours and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. whereas something like Shirobako is about more the working of an adult, hours and stuff. Yes. More 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 of like an adult perspective. Right. I of... mean there is nothing more relatable about Shirobako than like the first episode where the prologue is them in high school making their shitty student film. And honestly that's the thing is I kinda love their shitty student film because it feels a lot more realistic that like five high school girls who like have never done this before are trying to make their like anime short and it's kind of half-assed and janky compared to Azokens, which is like like the uh <laughs> legitimately professional work all <laughs> the uh, anime short at the end of anime gatari's yeah yes and total bullshit. Sh- shout out to, once right. again to I guess anime oh, can, can we put can we put anime gatari's on the, the chart of okay, so maybe instead of a triangle maybe it's a two-point <laughs> axis like, you know, sort of thing I, I, i'll get to work at photoshop putting that together 
<laughs> that's the one where it goes completely off the rails and anime becomes real at the end. That's yeah. that point of the, the, uh, the, the diagram. <laughs> but, like, I was going to say, the uh, thing about Shirobako that is the realest thing is that, like, after they complete their short and they're all, like, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, like, man, that was, like, the most fulfilling experience in our, li- in our lives. I can't wait to make anime for the rest of our life. And that immediately hard cuts to, to the, the main reality. character, like, falling asleep at the wheel, right. like, in her 20s, like trying to finish a job like you know going into mega crunch time because their production is completely falling apart right and i don't know at least for me now in my 20s i'm like yeah big mood uh-huh <laughs> yep. yep um is that movie out yet Cyberpunk? i thought it was out in japan i think it, yeah i'm it might, still it waiting out in for japan a, now still waiting for a fan sub, on I the other hand theaters are closed out. so yeah yeah oh well, yeah. Um, yeah, just in, just getting back to Azoken though, and we've said this previously, but I want to reiterate in our final thoughts here. Um, even beyond like the, the you know the, the the animation and the the creative process stuff, like you just love the characters too, mm-hmm, which totally. I think helps a lot. Yeah, um, yeah, and they do get it's never the it never overpowers the whole entire show, but we do get little glimpses of their backstories and. I, I mean, for me, those are probably some of my favorite moments. But uh, I think having them, that having those girls specifically as the heart of the show, really carried it for me. I don't know if I would have. Well, I definitely would not have enjoyed it as much. Right. Uh, I don't even know if I would have even kept watching it, to be honest, without them uh, and how they were. How, you know, the you dynamic know, how they, is very good. Yeah. Yeah. It's, their, it's, their their chemistry together and everything yeah, I... was a lot of fun to watch. On top of the the other stuff, yeah, I definitely agree with you there, Jill. I mean, again, I I know I've been like <laughs> been weirdly critical of Azokin for like the last five <laughs> minutes here, but I do genuinely love it. It is one of my favorite shows of the year so far. It is, it, it is again, it's it, it's it's a really charming, a really charming show. The character dynamics is, it, it it's unbelievably strong. Again, like yeah, like as you guys said, like the dynamic between the three is like it's. It's really strong. It, it really speaks to, like, the strength of, like, having a, a, a fairly limited cast and kind of just focusing on them exclusively. You really get to know the, the ins and outs of all three of them. And they really endear themselves to you. And uh, I, I think, yeah. yeah, definitely the strength of the show. Because, like, I think if Azoken still looked the way it did and moved the way it did, but the characters were not as charming or memorable, I think I would have still enjoyed it because I love Yuasa as a director. But I think... It is definitely the way he captured those characters that really brings it home. Yeah. Yeah. We all wish we had Kanamori on our side. Uh, yes, yes. Well, I, think... I, I want to be Kanamori when I grow <laughs> up, so... <laughs> I think, I think uh, uh-huh. if, if I ever become, you know, president for life, I will be instituting a rule. Everybody gets their own Kanamori. Wait, is that why you guys are playing Animal Crossing? Is that training for you guys? <laughs> <laughs> I wish... Oh man, I, I would I would rather have Kanamori run my town than Tom Nook. At least, at least, at least Kanamori would. Uh... I think Kanamori would charge you interest on your house, though. Oh yeah, <laughs> you're right. She would. Kanamori's yeah. a bad person. Yeah, she's actually a terrible person. <laughs> I, I love her. Um... <laughs> you know, of shows about bad people. Um, oh uh, yes, the yep. best bad people. The best. All right. So let's uh, close things out by talking about Doro Hidoro, which That's we Doro all just Hidoro, baby. finished right. uh, watching. I will miss that opening we all so much. We the last episode in before this podcast. Uh, 
This show is great. <laughs> yeah, so... I wanna, anime I, of the year, I'm calling it. <laughs> I want to hear you guys talk about it, because I, I want to know what you guys... I, since you guys have not read the manga, I want to know your thoughts about... Um, well, first of all, just to talk about the ending, um, I will riot if there's no season two. Because um, <laughs> it really feels like... Because nothing really gets resolved Not or anything oh God, no, <laughs> still a mystery uh we did we never find out we we get a little bit of we, well we confirm what we already knew about kaiman but do we did we, did we? well yeah, well as far as like who's in his uh, who's yeah but it, that, that doesn't really help it really doesn't help us very much right um and yeah, it's it's just like so open ended at the end. I mean, that... Kaimon is practically spitting on your face with his fucking epilogue speech about how well all mysteries get solved eventually. Right. <laughs> so, how quick how quick did it take them to announce B Star season two? Because was... it wasn't right after it the was show in ended. The, right? No, the last episode did say like season two. Oh, did it? Two. Oh yeah. shoot! Oh, I thought it, I thought it was like a couple weeks later or something. Oh man! Oh no! They haven't. Oh, I hope they do. I really hope they do. I. I mean, I mean that doesn't really mean anything other than right. they're both produced by Netflix. But I mean, B stars, um, even with B content, I think it probably has more mainstream appeal than something like Dora Doro. Like, you look at B stars, you kind of get well, well, you can kind of sort of get an idea of what B stars is about. <laughs> Dora yeah. Doro, you look at that, and you're like, I don't know what the hell this is. Right. It's yeah. Um, no, that no, that that's that's fair, but. I, I don't know. I'm just. I'll be very disappointed if there's not a season I mean, two because the, the ending. While you know, while I like the episode itself, like I was like, I want more. I, I want another episode I, next week. I, I actually thought the the final episode itself was just kind of meh. Like not. I mean, not meh in the same way that say Somali is meh, but like for Dora Hidoro, I don't think it was especially strong. It feels very incomplete, right? Like. It's because it's it's promising so like on its own. I feel like I think it would be an okay episode, but because you know it is the last episode and its future is uncertain, it is a little disappointing that it, it, it doesn't really go. It doesn't really go many right. places because like it 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 isn't a climax. Like it, it feels like just a regular mid season episode. Yeah, like and uh, nothing like particularly but not even that because there's no there's no time for any random hijinks which right, for me are the highlight of the show which yeah. is why i loved episode 11 so much also because there's still random hijinks and there's like a backstory and the backstory is always fun in the show yeah yeah i i think that it's definitely this episode kind of it, it maybe suffers a bit from like oh we gotta like get a lot of serious plot out of the way but we only have 20 minutes and like Right. Yeah. We don't know if we're getting a season two, so we got to shove in a lot of like, yeah, character work that maybe should have been spread out throughout the show, but you know, didn't on yeah, account that's... of like time constraints. It's that's fair. For better or worse, I actually think Doro Doro kind of reminds me a lot of the Made in Abyss anime, where there is a very clear, obvious climax coming on the horizon, but the pacing of the TV anime and the structure of how TV anime is frameworked means they cannot get to that climax in the number of episodes they have. Mm-hmm. Through no, I think Dora, no fault of its own. Yeah, like, Dora is definitely another case of, like, at its current pacing, it would probably need at least another two episodes to get to the first, like, quote-unquote proper climax of the series. 
Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I guess. Sorry. Go I ahead. guess with Made in Abyss though, like even though, I mean, technically it ends on like a side story, right? But like the the it was a very powerful one. Oh, definitely, definitely. Yeah. Whereas whereas this was just like, oh, we ran out of show. We yeah, gotta we it, gotta stop now. It's it is unfortunate. I mean. My understanding is that the Doro Doro anime, I don't know about sales-wise, but I, I think it's being pre- it's pretty well received over in Japan. So like, I think that like, if if there are any hopes for a season two, like I don't think we're gonna, I don't think we can look to Netflix to save us here. I think it's probably gonna be more on the back of the domestic Japanese reception to it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't maybe maybe Netflix still thinks it's worth like investing in like. You know, you know, adult animation is the hot thing these days, right? Like they already like confirmed what, like Castlevania is getting a season four. Yeah, no, they're they're yeah, don't they're so, like, even don't dare you it. mention Castlevania. I know, podcast. I know, I don't. I'm just using it as an example. Like <laughs> Netflix is clearly like they clearly want more. Like this know, has a lot of murder in it, right? Edgy, edgy, edgy adult animation and like. Doro Doro, like, at least aesthetically, fits that to a T. And then you watch the anime and you realize, oh, actually, no, I love all of these buff, murderous goofballs. Right. But, uh, yeah. You don't watch... If you're, I feel like if you're watching Doro Hidoro for the murder, you're watching for the wrong reasons. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the murder uh, is like a spice. It's, it's there because <laughs> it, 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 it makes... Sometimes it makes for good comedy, and sometimes it just makes for fun character moments. But like, yes, the murder is not the key ingredient. I to think Dora it just—I think the murder just serves to remind us that all the characters are gigantic assholes. and pretty much, and even though there are like at least at least until a certain point in the show, there were goodies and baddies, and now it's just like everyone's on a pretty even footing, and I like everyone, yeah, even though they're I mean, all assholes. The Right, it's like I mean, hell, it's it's like how initially, you know, you're introduced to to Kaimon and Nikaido, and this this is to echo uh, Gel. This is to echo your observation that actually maybe Doro Hidoro is secretly channeling some uh, Nozaki Kun energy, because like Shin and Noi are basically the B team couple that are actually more popular with the fan base than right the A team couple. By my favorite, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> I mean, hell, maybe that's why this last episode wasn't as great. Not a lot of shit and noise in it, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Like, just they, didn't, they don't get to do much this this episode. But, uh, but those few seconds we did get were pretty good. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> like anytime they're on screen, it's it's immediately the highlight of of anybody's day. But you know, I think I, I really do hope they do a season two. I think Mappa really wants to do a season two because the way they frame the ending is very much like. Oh, we haven't even started to get it's into like, like the whole like here's the montage of stuff that's about to happen. Right, right. Yeah. Oh, there's a lot of anime that put the montage at the end that don't get a season two. Though. <laughs> I know, I know, but I really hope they do because I, I won't spoil anything. I'll just say they introduced uh like they do the montage as a shout out to the manga yeah, readers. Yeah, but, but oh, I need I need no a, guarantees. I, I need a season two because they fucking oh they teased. They tease the C team of Doro Hidoro. They tease them. <laughs> They're in there. They're in that montage. Like Doro Doro was like, it, it was like listening to everybody. It's like it's like if one of your criticisms of Doro Doro was like, man, I really like this manga, but there's not enough lovable murderous dirt bags in this in this story. Doro Hidoro heard he was like, don't worry, I'm, we're introducing a new team of <laughs> awful lovable dirt bags. <laughs> And I really need to see them animated. 
and I'm gonna be really sad if we don't get to see the cross-eyed gang animated. But I mean, they they did that in uh in if we're gonna keep the Nozaki comparisons going, they show like Nozaki's brother and like characters from the manga that we we see later at the end, and that oh, okay. was six years ago. Oh, There's God. no season two. Well, look, yeah, but like uh, Nozaki Kun was not a plot driven. No, show yeah, yeah. either. It, yeah, but uh, also, I'm just saying, dead, and at so. least at least we know that Mappa is in good standing as a studio. You know, well, like, <laughs> but so you like, okay, okay. Let me rephrase yeah. that. It's in a good standing comparatively. <laughs> sure, Dokokobo, yes, yes. It's all, it's but I mean, I mean more like here. financially. So, right, yeah, yeah. yes, yes, yes. <laughs> don't pay, okay, don't don't pay your animators. You get plenty of money. Uh, well, then they also maybe they might still be living off that Yuri on Ice money, oh, but. Yeah. Uh, Alright, fine. Before we kind of like like properly end the Dora Dora talk, I want to I wanna hear your guys' thoughts on what's Kaimon's deal? Seems to me like what he's Aikawa somehow. Okay. That seems like the obvious answer, but sure. the fact that you're asking G makes me I, I was just myself. I was just curious what you guys were thinking. I mean... <laughs> the, the, bigger, I, I, like, the bigger question to me raised by that is what was Aikawa's deal? Sure. Yeah. yeah. I I mean it's it's like is he actually Aikawa or is he like a and maybe it's red copy of him know. or something or I I don't know but I he mean, seems to be tied to him somehow right sure then, sure I I will just say that you know that they made sure to show that Aikawa is antagonistic with the cross eyes uh, that Kaimon has cross eye tattoos and uh, Risu lives in his mouth so uh-huh. again. <laughs> Man, if I was if I was basing what anime I watched purely on the synopsis, <laughs> I would never. This lizard man has a man inside of his mouth. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I feel like I read Dorodoro specifically because of the synopsis. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean that's that's like what I said at the very beginning of this. This was, like I I didn't know if I was going to keep watching this. Like it didn't seem like the kind of show I was going to enjoy. Uh, I would enjoy. Um, you know, I don't like super violent stuff and like. But it's violent, it, but it's. It, but yes, once you realize that's not really what this show is about, it leans hard um, enough on the comedy ninety nine percent of the time that right that it doesn't feel. It's goofy like murder. Violence yes. is, not... its, is its main <laughs> selling point. It's just right. that when they, when uh, when if he's handing the uh, bloody body parts of uh, Fujita's best friend back to him, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, yeah, it after, is. Yeah. After crushing his head, uh, you know, uh, it's it's hilarious and not poor, uh, poor you know Fujita. disturbing. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, all disturbing. It's just yeah. that. I mean, I think it's, it's what a- I'm really happy that that you guys came around on Toro Hidoro. I I think that is why, like, when I was first trying to sell it, I tried to like really like emphasize that it is a black comedy. Like, it is. It is violent, yes, but it is definitely intrinsically comical in its in its right. Yeah, I can't I can't imagine a show like Doro Hedoro without its comedy, uh, without its murder and violence and gore. But that's not the main selling point of it. Right. It's all part of the. It's it's the, all part of the it's mix. the yeah as as you said the spice. Yeah, and and once again, man. Man, that show's got some good backgrounds, huh? Oh, so good. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Good. Yep. Everything in Ends Castle. And... It's so good. Oh, the, the... Everything is so a heavy good. metal album cover. Like... Yes. Like, the <laughs> thing is, like, I love Q Hayashida's uh, original artwork. I think that her art for the original manga is, like, really fantastic. But 
I will say that, like, a lot of credit should go to MAPPA. I think that the ways they fleshed out the wizarding world, like, through the backgrounds, like, it, it very much is a case of, like, just enhancing that source material to a whole new level. Like, because, again, the manga's black and white, and, you know, Kyu Hayashida has a pretty, like, sketchy art style, so, like, she's actually not much for, like, intricate backgrounds, like... Yeah. If you ever read the Dora manga, one of the things you'll actually kind of realize early on is, like, despite how much people praise the art, it has very few double-page spreads. Like, it's not that kind of manga. Like, right. And she is not the kind of artist to, like, lavishly, like, linger on backgrounds. And right. so I think that, like, a lot of credit, a lot of praise should go to MAPPA for, like, taking that really interesting world she created and just blowing it up in so many imaginative ways. Yeah, I mean, I haven't read the manga, but I've seen the art, and, like, I think it would have been impossible to animate that all, and they've they found they found a good way to interpret it into something that's actually workable as an anime. Totally. Um, you know, even with, even with the, you know, maybe the CG's not the best, but it's, you know, even that was, you know, serviceable. I wasn't really complaining about it. I didn't even really it. notice it by the end, to be honest. Like, I just stopped yeah. paying attention. So... Um, so yeah, I mean, they did it, they did a good job on, on making it, making it work somehow. Um, yeah, just overall, I mean, this was my favorite show of the season. I think it's a, going to be a, for me, an anime of the year contender. It was a, it but, was a tie between this and Invaded for me. I, I don't think I could decide between the two. I mean, you know, come, come end of the year, I'm going to bring all three of these to the table. So. <laughs> good luck, Including good Aza luck Ken. trying yes. to rank them. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, this is only the first season of the yeah. the year too. But um yeah, no, I really I just I just really loved Dora Hidoro. It's um you know, the we told we already talked about the kind of the fun stuff. I think it's very creative. It's the kind of weird, bizarre stuff that I loved about anime in the first place that got me into it. Uh you know, maybe it's maybe it's not a coincidence that it was, you know, made in the 90s or started in the 90s uh that that's kind of when i you know i was originally getting into anime and Hadoro Hadoro air on the sci-fi channel <laughs> I mean, uh, that, that is definitely like that's the thing i might not have been, it might not have been it might actually not be edgy enough to for for the sci-fi channel <laughs> in mean, the mid 90s that's kind of like but, a wonderful thing about its identity like to actually correct you gel dora dora started in the 2000s but Oh, I thought it started in, like, 98 or 99 think, or something but I think, like that. I think it was the early 2000s. But okay, Q Hayashida, that's not too far. Well, removed. the thing is that Kyu Hayashida specifically made Doro Hidoro to be a tribute to the 90s era of manga okay. anime. It shows, yeah. Like, yeah. And, like, that specific, like, sort of, like, Trigun adjacent, like... But maybe because it it's a it's a tribute and not the the real deal, I feel like it holds up a lot better than stuff from the 90s. Yeah, Cause like, it has a more like the stuff I watched, the, the stuff I watched in the 90s as a teenager... It's all, I, I I don't like any of it anymore. Like I, it did not age well, whereas this still feels you know like something I'm really enjoying. But it still has a lot, some of those kind of creative touchstones, you know that, like I said, got, kind of got me to anime in the first place. Mm -hmm. So I think that's part of the appeal to me. I guess the uh, the nineties were all very two thousand oh. flat. So I guess yeah. <laughs> the nineties ones were all very kind of more a lot more self serious. I would say. And this one yeah, doesn't really right. take itself seriously, which is the main, well, one of the main right. kind of distinguishing features, I think. Right. If if Doro Hodoro took itself more seriously, oh, no. definitely uh, it would, would not, not work at it all. It definitely it would, would not be work terrible. at all. No. no. I mean... 
Um, so great show. G, what's the next uh, violent Netflix uh, CG adaptation <laughs> based on a manga that you've read uh, coming down the pike? Yeah, is what, is, any, what, is the, what is the next manga adaptation? Yes, I we, had B-Stars, we had B-Stars. We had B-Stars. We had Dora Hedora. Uh, we what, had what Drifting we Dragons already also. Yeah, but unfortunately, Drifting Dragons did not. Sucked ass. Yeah. That, that um, one didn't work yeah. out. I mean, so the last... Uh, okay, not the last, but the, the last very... Well, Golden Kamui. We don't we don't talk about Golden Kamui. I I wish Golden Kamui had an adaptation as good as Doro Hidoro's. Like, ugh, don't. Sorry. <sighs> I still love opening I st- old I st- opening old wounds. I still love- and that got two seasons too. I never three. finished the second one. Oh, I got three. Wow, that's the third season. It's still going. Like I, <sighs> I I still love Golden Kamui so much. But <laughs> anyways, uh, so not violent, but. The last big manga adaptation that I have I, I have left right now that I will like seriously champion should it ever get an anime adaptation announced is Dungeon Meshi. Like that's, oh yeah, oh yeah. I always hear you guys talking the big about one. that. It's not. I mean, it is not a violent seinen, you know, manga with a weird sense of humor. But well, it does have a weird sense of humor. But uh, that is definitely like the one that I think uh, I think we are all, or at least Iro and I, are waiting for. Yep. Hold a biscuit, ca- hold a uh, candle for biscuit hammer forever. Uh, well, I knew you well, would mention that. I knew it. I <laughs> that's that's never. That's I know never it's not the biscuit. The biscuit hammer who, who, train has left us. I know. G G. Who is your um? Who's your who's your studio pick for uh, Dungeon Meshi? I mean, Trigger, uh, Trigger on, did that commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I guess based on the commercials for do they they that the I guess uh to advertise the release of the latest volume they hired Trigger to do commercials uh, for Dungeon Meshi and uh, they're really good they're really well animated and they like perfectly capture the vibe and aesthetic so I guess <laughs> Trigger. <laughs> I, I, I don't know which I don't know which staff on Trigger worked on it. it. It feels very Yoshinari to me. So yeah, you almost have to be more specific now. It's Trigger. <laughs> yeah, have, I mean we actually will... they actually have a variety of yeah uh, yeah we'll talents we'll now. definitely get into that when we talk about BNA in the next podcast. But uh, yeah, yeah, I feel like weirdly enough, I feel like the perfect Dungeon Meshi adaptation would have to be like Yoshinari is directing, but tr- but Amaishi is there to like produce because i think i'm not saying that amaishi's sense of humor is the same as dungeon meshi's sense of humor but amaishi's knack for comedic timing i think is like super necessary to nail uh and and an, an adaptation of of dungeon meshi so right. i think you would like need the two working in tandem with each other to really pull it off but uh... right I don't know. They, they, they were working into like dream casting here. Like, I'm gonna, yes. I'm gonna be honest. I'm gonna say it out loud here because I know <laughs> there. Uh, Dungeon Meshi will eventually get an anime. It's way too popular not to. And when it does, and when they announce the studio, we are all going to be very disappointed. I'm just gonna get that out of the way. Why? Do, why do you say that? Or just that's the way the laws of the universe work. I think it's just the way the laws of the universe work. <laughs> like, the, the trigger Dungeon Meshi commercial set the bar too high. Like, there is no way a Dungeon Meshi anime looks as good as those commercials that were like 30 seconds Oh, long, well, yeah. So that's true. Even if Trigger like... did it. Even if Trigger did it a 30 second... Right. Yeah. I was like, um, well, 
this is not a good comparison, but the I was thinking of Violet Evergarden because Violet Evergarden still ended up looking amazing. <laughs> yeah. But the but the original, but I mean, the original like thirty second spot for the novel like years before, right? Was like incredible. Yeah, yeah, and I remember. The show, I mean, the TV show still looked fantastic, but it nothing's going to live up to a you know thirty right. second spot. Yeah. So. All right. Is that everything? Well. But Jell, we haven't talked then. about yeah. Fake Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Throne, Babylonia. Oh, we don't God. have to talk about Fake Grand Order, Absolute Demonic Throne, Babylonia. It did end. Did that end? Oh, well, congratulations. I guess you don't have to watch Fake Go. Oh, anymore. too bad. There's except no there's more. making more. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're gonna they're gonna they ride that train more. into the ground. That show was not yeah. good. It looked really good consistently, but it was not very good. That's what I have to say about Just that. Just go check out the. Uh, clip just check out some of the fights on like Saku, yeah, yep. uh, sakuga board or something that. uh <laughs> all right it just had well, to be mentioned i'm sorry yeah that's uh that puts a bow on winter 2020 then we'll be back soon enough for the next season so um check out the previous episode for our preview so you can see how wrong we're going to be on everything uh, <laughs> when you shows start um, so I think they start like around Tuesday ish. I think that's the first one. Yeah. Like I four mean, days. Yeah. So I might have this episode out before that. I might not. We'll see. Um, I mean, some, some anime are already out. <laughs> oh, well, BNA came out like yes. last week, right? It's, it's, yeah. the first six but, out of that. Yeah. We will, we will get, yeah. we will get into that weird situation in the next podcast. Yeah. Cause that was a weird Netflix thing, but Anime proper starts uh, next week, so we will be there for that. All right, so just uh, housekeeping, you know, for, you know, our first looks coming out and all of our other content, keep an eye on theglorioblog.com. Follow us on Twitter at theglorioblog. You can follow the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, also on YouTube. Please subscribe. Uh, Tell your friends, tell your enemies. Um, thanks everybody for being on today. Everyone, please stay safe, wash your hands, and, uh, we'll see you next time.